another lunchtime ramble. Hopefully you'll be able to hear all of the children. They're all on the field, sitting in the vat, the Jolf van. <clears throat> you can hear them playing, you can hear them doing their thing. It's been a fascinating morning of golf where we've had year six, we've had year one, we've had year two, all playing around our golf park. One of the things that's come out, and I've been thinking about yesterday and this morning, is the, in- the innocent intentions of adults to help and to assist. For a long time, I was guilty of imposing the game, the way, the correct technique, the correct way to hold it and the correct way to stand on children. And I'm not sure quite what happened or what the moment was, but I think it was certainly beginning to understand what children like and want and need. Um, And sometimes they just need to be left, you know. Here is the task. Hit the ball from A to B and figure out how to do it. But as adults, you know, I have this conversation regularly with teachers and teaching assistants and parents. Sometimes we just can't help ourselves. Get involved grip it this way you're doing it wrong you've got to do it properly put your feet in this direction but I just wonder and again time and time again I'm seeing it now that if children are left to figure things out for themselves they get it and they get it in their own way on their terms in their time and as adults if we're going to have that innocent intention to try and help them I do wonder if it robs them of that moment and I found it really difficult to describe what that moment is. But that moment has got to be the child and the look on their face and the smile and the the, the glint in their eye of, I did it. I did it. I found a way. I did it my way. I did it in on the way I wanted to do it. Now, you know, at some point, they might want to do it better. At some point, they might want some assistance and some help. But I've just got to think that in the first experiences, now the first experience isn't just their first go, it could be their second, their third, their tenth, their twentieth, just allowing them to find their own best way. And as long as they're safe and as long as they're sensible, as long as they're playing fairly, as long as they're happy and enjoying themselves and contented, shouldn't we just leave them to it? And it probably, it could, again, maybe a question, does it take more skill to leave them to it than it does just to tell them what to do? Again, like I said, I have this conversation regularly with teachers. And, you know, when teachers are in a classroom, they've got to get them to a certain point. The national curriculum determines that they've got to be here, they've got to be reading, they've got to be writing, they've got to be doing maths, English, science at a certain point. And so there's an expectation to do that. Whereas in golf and in sport and maybe activities outside of school, there isn't that rush. We're not on that curriculum. And so maybe as adults, we've got to look at ourselves and say, well, what is our intention behind telling them what to do, helping them, forcing them into a position, getting hands on, telling them where to put their feet, telling them where to to, to, to hold the golf club? And should we not just be allowing them to, 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 to have that I did it moment, I figured this out on my own, mustn't. My question to everyone that's listening is that are we robbing the children of that moment? So just something that, again, a little lunchtime ramble, a little lunchtime muse as I sit here and watch the children play at playtime and I have a quiet two minutes. So fascinated to get your thoughts. Let me know what you think.